Last time on The Dungeon House. After the party loses to the other team, they just straight up steal the stone of the church. After some great stealth and the overall pride of the church, they pull it off. Gale also is stared down by a robed figure next to Kirsten. Rock then heads off to meet with Sparrow's Malice and learns it's a cow. Find out what's going to happen right now and on The Dungeon House. Sword versus action. All right. Welcome to the Dungeon House! Welcome! Welcome to the Dungeon House. How are you guys all doing today? Oh my gosh. Is that good or bad faith? <laughs> what is that? It's good. We're just hanging in there. Kind of like a hat um, poster. Hanging in there. Oh, yeah, I get that. That's a cute. Thanks. Nice. We're just going to start with um, Rock. Just Rock at the top of the, the church tower in the, the poor district after seeing a cow fly off. We're just going to start right there and uh, let's jump into this. So, Rock, you have just seen a cow fly off. And you have just been left alone as the sun is completely setting and it's going to dark. Um, left alone in this church tower. No! Brother! Oh, um, okay, so <laughs> Rock is just gonna uh, kind of quickly make his way back to Connie. We're looking for information. All right. Um, as you begin heading downstairs, um, and you get to the church, you start looking around, it's getting dark, it's pretty decrepit. You do notice, though, that the people that were trying to hide um, have either really hidden super well, or they're not there anymore. As you open the door, to, expecting to see Connie standing there, uh, Connie has vanished, and is no longer there. Um, can I roll to see if I see any clues as to where he could have gone? Yeah, make an investigation check. After David stops rolling dice. Sorry. <laughs> um. Okay. I think that's 15. Okay, uh, 15. Oh, 16, 16. That's not bad, actually. Um, with a 16, as you're sort of looking for clues on where Connie specifically left, um, you're not able to, like, necessarily make out which direction he went but you do sort of spot sort of like peering off to the side like a small small child hiding in the hiding in the trash it's chupacabra isn't it it looks like a small child rock is going to uh slowly approach and then say hey little friend you okay in there you, you watch as these, like, beating eyes stare back at you, like, unblinking and unmoving. Hey! You want a little cracker? Rock's gonna pull a little cracker from his rations. I don't know what rations come with. It just says daily rations on my board. <laughs> <laughs> no, it comes with a pack of ten. 
Okay, a pack so of ten crackers. Like no, like a oh for ten days. Oh, for ten two crackers for ten <laughs> days. No. Oh my goodness. All right. <laughs> so many crackers. Rob's right, gonna blow so two crackers. You want two crackers? Make a persuasion check. Um. Uh, fourteen. Dang it! I rolled a thirteen. Uh, you watch as this small little kid begins to emerge from the trash, sort of like looking back and forth real fast, like as his hand like reaches up to grab the crackers. What does this little kid look like? Um, as you look at the kid, he looks like trash. Um, he looks like he's been sleeping <laughs> in trash. <laughs> a little trash baby. He's got oh, some light. I love him. I love the trash baby. I just called him trash baby, and now I'm emotionally attached to it. <laughs> it? Whatever, he hasn't said the gender. So, uh, as you're looking at this kid, he's uh, maybe five years old, scraggly hair, has some like trash all over him. His hair uh, might be of a like gingerish type of a look, but with the trash, it looks a lot darker. A little bit of freckles going on, very pale and very skinny as he's sort of like almost walking but it sort of looks like a limp probably from under underdeveloped muscle growth as he's like going for your crackers uh rocket now seeing his full form is gonna take a full day's rations did you say that's 10 crackers i don't know what... he's gonna take a bit more food i don't know how to write this on my thing okay a day's rations is out of his packing he'll go ahead and offer that as well Rock, make a perception check as you're doing that. Uh, 19. Okay, a 19, good. Um, as you begin offering these rations to this poor little boy, um, you you take some quick glances around and you you look and you watch as a bunch of eyes of other trash kids have started like popping out and slowly small children are beginning to circle you. Um, almost in a predatory type of a situation. Uh, okay, uh, form an orderly line. Please, uh, if you would also like some crackers. You watch as uh, they begin to come a little bit closer. One of them pulls out what looks to be a knife, but it's probably just a sharp piece of metal. As uh, these little kids begin to uh, circle you and get closer and closer. They get that, Can you I get the full rash. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say, the kid that you gave the full rations to has quickly, like, gobbled up as much as he can of the full rations and is trying to skimper away from you right now. Okay. Can I try to persuade them that I'm, that I might? And that I'll, you know, I'm one of the cool trash kids. <laughs> <laughs> you see, I too was a trash kid once. <laughs> Rock's still a piece of trash. <laughs> yeah, you can try to persuade him. Okay. I just rolled a two, um, but that's a twelve. So, all right. No, that's a lie. That's a lie. That's a ten. It's a ten. It's not a twelve. Um, as you were sitting there, what are you saying to the kids? Saying, "Hey, hey, guys. Uh, I'm just gonna be super chill and hand out crackers for the kids that are being really, really chill, also, and not violent." Um, as you try to look for the kids that are not being violent, one of them uh, sort of like, sort of walks forward a little bit more than the crowd, sort of looks like the leader of this pack of trash kids. Um, he sort of like holds up a dangly finger and he's like, 
This guy's got a lot of food. Get it! As all these kids <laughs> begin to swarm you immediately. Uh, I cast Calm Emotions. On which one? There's... There's about... Um, Calm, there's about calm Emotions is each human, humanoid in 20-foot radius. Okay. So how, how spread out are these, uh, are these trash boys? It's not supposed to happen this session. Um, they're yeah, so they're coming in pretty fast. So they're all have entered your twenty foot radius. Nice. All right, they all need to make a charisma saving throw. All right, I'm just gonna make one for all of them. What's the DC? Fifteen. They pass. Oh, I'm sorry. Ah! Um, I'm gonna cast it again. <laughs> <laughs> So <laughs> I cast it, and then when they keep on running, he'll be that same screen. Ah! <laughs> uh, like, if, if we were going into an initiation order, they would have all jumped you at this point. Okay. Uh, so they're all going to start stabbing you. I'm just going to roll, like, what's your armor class? Um, my AC is, uh... Thirteen. Oh my gosh. Well, okay, it says fourteen, but there's a thirteen written above it. McKay, do you know why I did that? Uh, your sheet is so messed up, and you won't let me help you fix it. All but right. I have no idea. It's my AC is fourteen. Yeah. All right. I wonder if I got. So as these kids begin to attack you, only about four of them actually make contact with you. One of them shivs you a little bit. One of them just like scratches you per se. Um, you'll take. Two, three, four. Oh, the guy that shivved you, he like got you like right in the calf. So you'll take eight points of damage as these kids are swarming you. I guess I will. I guess you're up now of what you're doing in Did this you say situation. Eight, eight points of damage? Yes, eight points of damage. <clears throat> uh, is it my go? Can I yeah, you're up. Okay. Oh, I can't fight the children. I mean, so, they just shipped you. So. I mean, you are a child yourself. That's true. These are like five-year-olds. I don't think they are accountable. Well, you did just get stabbed by a five-year-old. That is true. Just run. Okay, I'm gonna cast. Uh... Enemies are back. That would actually um, be really funny. <laughs> okay, I, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna Okay, I'm gonna try something. I'm gonna try something. Um Oh dear, I'm in so much trouble. Okay, I'm gonna create minor illusion <clears throat> uh in the How many kids are there? How many are there? There's 15 small children. That is too many for me to fight. Okay, um, I'm, I'm gonna cast Minor Illusion, and in, in maybe perhaps an alleyway or beside a building, I'm going to create the, the image of um, a shadowy, very large official. Um, and with Minor Illusion, I can do sound or image. So can I do two cantrips, or am I just gonna do one? Uh, I believe it's just one at a time. Okay. okay, so I think that I'll cast a sound first then, actually. And the sound will be, Hey, kids! What do you think you're doing? But in, like, a really official 
kind of scary big man kind of voice. All right, makes sense. So as you from that direction. All right, as you cast that spell, I'm gonna have all the kids make an intelligence check. Please, please be dumb trash kids. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, what's your DC? Fifteen. Okay, they fail. Okay. With a fourteen, barely. Ooh. Oh gosh. Uh, and so you just watch as these kids like look that way, and they're like, <laughs> one of them takes like another stab at you as they all begin to like run away. Can I like block it? Can I kick him in the shins? Can I kick him in the face? Is that going <laughs> to ship me before? I want to kick you in the ship me in the opportunity face. Opportunity attack. Yeah, he's running away, so you get it. So he strikes first. Is it the same one that shivved me before? Yeah, so the shiv kid, he, I just rolled a nat 20, so he, like, gets a good shiv on you real fast. Are you, you serious? Run. Yeah. Okay, but then I get an attack of opportunity, right? Yeah, so he shivs you for nine points of damage. Holy cow. Heck, kid. Uh, like, he, like, gets you right in the liver. In the liver? Yeah. Okay, so then I'm, I'm going to just... I'm trying to take him out. I'm, so, I'm going to kick him in the face. <laughs> as he runs, you get your attack of opportunity. Make an attack roll. Please be good. 18. Yeah, Wait, do I, add this? do I add my dex? Yeah, a dirty 20. Okay, that will hit. He's got an AC of 8. <laughs> so I can kick him in the face, right? So what, yeah. do I, what, what, do I, what do you want me to roll for that? Uh, probably an unarmed strike, so just a 1d4. Four plus your strength. Oh, it's four plus strength. Just your strength. If oh, just you must wait. Well, my strength no, is literally the way we've one. Been playing in this oh, campaign. okay. My bad. Yeah. But wait. So you can only take one point of damage if I if I if we were playing this a different way. Yeah. Oh. So Kyle likes <laughs> playing it with a D four. All right. Here we go. Oh, uh, three bad. points of damage. That's not enough to take him down, is he? If I'm trying to like. No, I say it's just three points of damage. Then I guess. Okay, yeah, three points. He had five hit points, so he didn't take him down. Oh, that's a healthy five-year-old. Did I slow him down, and I can maybe have another go at kicking me in the guts? Actually, would five hit points be reasonable? Well, it depends if they're like sickly kids. I don't think so. Yeah, you're right. Destroys will to live. Yeah, because a commoner just has, on average, 1d8 hit points, and this is a sick kid. So, yeah, you knock him unconscious with a kick to the face. All right, uh, I'm if, going to... Um, yeah, we're going to go unconscious. You didn't outright kill him, though. You were close to upright killing him. Well, yeah, it was non-lethal damage. <laughs> As you just, like, kick this kid in the jaw, and he's like... <laughs> hits the ground. Excellent. So, Rock is going to put uh, his foot on top of the kid. Kind of secure him down there. Actually, no, he's going to put put his arms behind him and sit on top of him. And, and then he'll go ahead and, and cast uh, Healing Word. Can you do Healing Word on yourself? You can't, can you? Yeah, you can. You can? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, well, I'm going to go ahead and cast Healing Word on myself then. All right. Um, 1d4. So I heal 6 points of my damage. That's right. Is And will that close up the wound? Is that how that works or what I need to? Okay. Yeah. So, like, that was just like filler text. Um, okay. The kid makes his first death saving throw. Death saving throw? Mm -hmm. Yep. 
I don't have any way to secure him. You're sitting on him. Oh, yeah, that's true. Okay, I'll go ahead and cast a... Hold on, give me a second. I already did call him. Kick the knife out of his hand first. Sorry, metagaming. Let's spare the dying. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and cast Healing Word on the child. Um, so I'll heal him six hit points as well. As you watch, this kid just goes... <laughs> <coughs> As he begins coughing up this black sludge, probably put a cracker in his mouth and pour some water, but I'm not gonna get up. Guys, <laughs> As this gets on, let me go! Let me go! As he begins to why? cry out, why did he, why did you stab me in the guts? Food, you have food. Give me your food. Let me go. Yeah, I, I I have food, and I said make an orderly line, and I'll literally give you food, and you stab me in the guts. He who stabs first doesn't die first. Okay, well you're no one's gonna you see, but you almost did die. Ah, he's gonna try and break free from your grapple. He does not break free from your grapple. <laughs> As I got a zero. No, oh, no. Now, does that mean that he has to give me money or something? <laughs> yeah, you, you can you can take it. You can rob. You can loot him, move the body. I am Sir Rock. I'm famous. I'm also very talented and intelligent. All right. <laughs> so heed my words, young Ragamuffin. One should always attempt to be honest in their dealings. Unless it's from bad people, and then you can be dishonest. At this point, you watch as this kid begins to tear up, and he's like, I'm so sorry, mister. I, this, this life's just been so hard for me. Oh, if, only, if only someone had helped me get me out of this life. A little bit of money and some food would do so much for me. Take me, take me somewhere safe. Where's your family? My dad, I have no family. Me and my, me and my pack, we, we roam this area for, for food and stuff. Oh. It seems like you guys are quite coordinated. Do you have any skills? Shit, people. <laughs> okay. All right, we're getting somewhere. You, you know, need people me, You need me to shift someone? Give me a little money and I can shift whoever you want me to shift. <laughs> no, I don't want you to shift anybody. <laughs> you sure missed that pretty good at it. No, I know, you're very good at it. Um No, I I think I think that your talents could, could be put to, to to better use. Wait, will you take me out of here, mister? Yes, I'll take you out. Wait a minute. When I let you up, are you going to try shipping me again? No, of course not. Uh, is he telling the truth? Make an inside check. <laughs> um, I just rolled an eight. So, yeah. Eight. He is telling the truth. Alright, kid. I'm going to let you up, and if you don't shift me, and you promise me that you'll try a little harder... Tomorrow, I will leave some gold and a little bit of food here. That's... Uh, all right, all right, sir. 
Get off me! Do you want another cracker? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Rock is gonna put two crackers and have them hold them each in both hands so that way he can't hold his shoe. Like, thank, you, thank you. Thank you, sir. He takes the crackers with both of his hands. Good. Okay. Rock's gonna back away slowly. Uh, before you back, he drops the crackers and grabs the shiv and makes a shiv attack for you. And he hits you. As his right. little kid shivs you for two points of damage. He's like, ah, I gotcha! If he gets to scream, get up, guys, get up! Alright, Rock is going to cast um, Polymorph. What? Um, yeah, he's going to cast Polymorph on the lead kid, and um, he's going to turn him into a frog. <laughs> <laughs> What's the DC again? No, he, he fails. Him saving throw if unwilling, which I'm guessing he probably is. Yeah. <laughs> you want to be a frog, kid? You want to be a frog? <laughs> 15. He just watches his kids like, ah, and then all of a sudden, oh, oh. as like a little frog falls down and a shiv right next to him, as the shiv like, barely misses the frog's head. Like, oh, good. It does retain its alignment and personality, so Rock's maybe going to watch for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> He watches this frog begins like hopping around in a circle, freaking out, and then tries to like butt your butt its head inside your foot, stuff like that. As you've yeah. turned poor little Skippy into a frog. Rock's gonna take out a gold piece and leave it next to the frog and then get out of there. Alright, alright, that was alright. <laughs> As you head out, um, I'm assuming you're heading back to the uh, the inn where everybody else is at right now. Well, is is Ari still in the town waiting? I'm guessing that if so, then they would have... Oh, yeah. Met Ari's probably outside waiting for you. Is that correct, Joy? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Did, so uh, I'm probably going back to Ari. Did Pax watch all of that as well and go and send the warning? <laughs> yes, Pax saw that whole situation. <laughs> and it, did, he, it, did he fly back to Gale to warn him that something bad's happened? <clears throat> But nothing bad happened. What do you mean by that? Okay. I just, he got attacked. That's why I meant it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Pax, I guess. Oh. Wait, before, before, um, before, uh, before we, we leave the kid, can we pretend that before Rock left, he was just like, looks like you got totaled because it's a toad. And then, like, can we just pretend that that happened? Just the emotional damage. <laughs> you just watch as this toad, like, lifts its head up takes 1d psychic damage and just <laughs> dies. Yeah. Are you serious life. right now? No, no, no. I don't know. No, say it's no. Say no, because Rock is going to get a complex. Yes. That is exactly what happens. Oh, okay. Rock's going to run back to the frog, <laughs> kneel down beside it, and try it. Wait, can we just pretend that the frog didn't die? Okay, the frog, yeah. did die. the frog did die. The frog did die. Okay. <laughs> Since this is all just oh. pretend. <laughs> also, so we can move on with the story. <laughs> if the frog died, then it would revert back into its child form. Which would be terrible. <laughs> okay, the frog's alive. It just fell asleep. Good, I'm glad it's sleeping. Alright, so Pax flies off to 
go tell Gale through interpreter for a dance of what happened. And Rock, you emerge from the poorest district with uh, Ari just sort of like sitting outside. What's Ari doing when um, Rock returns? Um, probably just sitting. All right. Ari's just sitting. Yeah. So you watch Ari as Rock sort of emerges from the, the poor area. Uh, Rock is going to start to sprint. Ari! Ari! We've got a plot twist! We've got a plot twist! You see he's still kind of bleeding. What are you talking from, about? Plot twist? He's kind of bleeding. Um, there's a plot twist! Do you remember a Kel? Yes. I believe that you met very briefly. Uh, we had a couple of adventures together. Oh, that's true, that's true, that's true. Yeah, because Akel didn't leave until couple after. Of days. Yeah. Yeah, okay. we were on the boat together to the warehouse underground. Akel is Sparrow's Malice. He's working for the Resurrector. Ari is not computing. <laughs> She's so confused. Okay, but the Resurrector. Akel is dead. Akel is not dead. He's very much alive and had a very cool metal wing. It was kind of epic. But a little bit overshadowed by the fact that he's working with the Resurrector. Where can I get under the pseudo name appendage? Of Sparrow's Malice. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Um. And he tried to kill you? No, 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 no. This was from a street kid. Um. But no, 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 no. Like. When you were in, was it Connor's house? Didn't he try to kill you? No, he didn't try to kill me. You? I thought they were trying to kill me. I always think that everything's about me. It's, it's like some part of my personality. But it actually turned out that he was sent to kill someone in that house, but was unaware that it was um, Connor that was killed. He was just on assignments. He's just been on assignments taking people out. Ending lives, Ari. He's a he's a he's an assassin now. Wasn't he always an assassin? No, he was a burglar. Rock's gonna kind of lean up against the wall and kind of put his hand over his wound. <laughs> he was such a good boy. I did give him a fight though. <laughs> yeah. What happened? Yeah, me against fifteen. What? Yeah. 15 to 1, Ari. What were these children? No. <laughs> anyway, let's go back to the hotel so we can everyone. <laughs> Alright. Alright, so as you guys are heading back, um, the rest of the party, Gail, Vox, Rebecca, Lua, and Ren, are just sort of like waiting in the, um, uh, the Hawk and Rock, or the Rock and Hawk Tavern. The Rock and Hawk. The Rock and Hawk. As uh, you guys, as you're just sort of sitting there waiting, you watch as this pigeon flies in through the window and begins um, pigeoning at Gale. Rock met with a strange birdman. Okay. And he just talked, and that's it. And then when he left a church, he got attacked by. Children? Oh, Pax, you're... I completely understand everything he's 
Oh, he's a pigeon now, right? He turned into a pigeon? Yeah, yeah. that's why I turned him I turned him into a pigeon so he could follow you. Oh, that's right, that's right, that's right, that's right. Yeah. I, I'm I'm able to pretty much ascertain everything that happened. Did you tell me about the part with Bob? Um, he left before that because he, oh, he was supposed to leave if you got in a fight. So last yeah. he saw it was just body slamming a child. Yeah, last you saw you just literally kicked a child in the face. <laughs> like slow motion, like if this was like a movie, you'd see the pigeon like look back at its eyes like zoom in with rock just like <laughs> jaw just like <laughs> Alright. Sounds like they're alright. <laughs> alright, so with that, after a couple hours, um, Rockinari returns to the, the Rock and Hog. change Max back into an owl? Um, we have a couple hours, so. I, I might. Okay. But we will let ourselves get through this. Yeah. Um, yeah. So after a couple hours, you, uh, as you guys are all waiting around, you hear uh, the door just like opens. Super wide as you watch as Ari and Rock walk into the room after their uh, Rock's little adventure. What time is it right now? It's gonna be I, late. Yeah, it's about late at this point. It's probably about ten-ish o'clock bedtime-ish. I think Gail would be to bed by now already. Okay. Rock would probably just be reading his uh, book. Lua and Rebecca. Um, Lua would probably be asleep. Rebecca? Mm-hmm. Rebecca would have tried to tell everyone about her adventures, and she would do it like this. And then, you know what I had to do? No, no you don't, you don't. That's why I'm telling you. I pulled out, I whipped out my dookie shovel. And you know what happened after that? I thrust it around and said, get back, back. And then they were like, oh no, 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 don't. Anything but that. We don't know where you've been. And I said, yeah, yeah, you don't. I haven't even been. So. And that. And that. <laughs> I. <laughs> is like, back is like two, two. <laughs> but every once in a while, I'll, like, look back over his shoulder and then just lay back down. That's and then eventually just give up and, like, sit up and just kind of, like, stare at the floor as he's listening to this. He's heard that story before. Oh, that's true. As, <laughs> as you're going on with the story, right as you get to, like, the dookie part, um, that is when, uh... Who said there's that part? Well, no. Is there? No, there's not. My dookie shovel is used for burying money. Then why do you call it the dookie shovel? Because some, it, you know, you go, you go out in the <laughs> woods and you make the little hole, and it looks like that, like so bad. But I, yeah, I put money in it and then I buried it. Up. All right, all right, all right. I believe you. I believe you. Mm-hmm. All right. So Ari and Rock. You guys will walk into the room as Rebecca's in the middle of telling her story with the dookie shovel. 
and then I began to throw the... Oh! <laughs> the door swings open. Throw what? The money, of course. Oh, that kind of party. Gil uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, no blushes. Oh, sorry. I'm actually, sorry. I'm gonna be honest. Actually, Rock wouldn't know anything about that kind of party. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I'll get in character. Money, of course, duh. Okay, sorry. Right. Um. Oh, you're you're okay. Yes. And I have. Are you bleeding? Oh yeah. Yeah, I'm super bleeding right now. Uh, there was You're a still... fight, actually. Yeah. Me against 15. 1v15. And uh, I came out with just a couple scratches. Really? You should see the other guys. Turn and ran. Um. What were. You know what? Never mind. <laughs> I. I. This would has no. Would you have told all of us? Yeah, I would have. What? I told you, but that's so amazing. <laughs> He's the big guy. <laughs> He's super cool. I turned one of them into frogs. The leader. They must have been really tough. <laughs> <laughs> what? Why are you laughing? No reason. It's all good. They're just like, were they like dwarf size or something? No, my gosh! <laughs> Alright, gather, I've got more <laughs> Alright, this is serious. Rock's gonna kind of sit down on one of the beds and attempt to look very mature. Um, Make a performance so check. Oh, performance? You got it. You got it, DM. Uh, that'll be a 22. So Rock, all of a sudden, his face just goes like stern, like a JoJo face. <laughs> like an anime when it all of a sudden looks like... <laughs> really like, like I feel that makes everyone else laugh harder. <laughs> Yeah, it would probably make everyone laugh. But in the in the in, in in the spirit of maturity, he's gonna say, Sparrow's Mellis. I know him. Or I I knew him at one point. He was one of my best friends. Do you remember me telling you guys about Akel? Uh I don't think so. I don't remember Akel. Heard the name once. Okay, pause real quick. Pause real quick. I'm now having a memory of Rock getting in an argument about something, about who was his best friend. Who is he arguing about with that? I remember that pretty vaguely, but I do believe it was... It wasn't with Akel. It was about someone else who argued that Akel was their best friend. Who was that? Who was saying Akel was? It was the one guy at the court who was the rich dude that thought yes. he was yeah. on the church. Oh yeah, and that really boiled Rock's oh, brains. Okay, I just wanted to make sure that I was keeping. So yeah, we have heard of Akel. Yeah, everyone's oh, yeah, heard yeah. of Akel. Okay. okay. Um, I probably also would have mentioned it when I when I told them about how I saw Akel's mother. Um, oh yeah. But oh, Rock's brains. Yeah, twine his fingers together and say, I suppose at one point before he went missing and, you know, because of the note he left, we assumed him dead. He was, I guess you could say convinced, maybe even brainwashed by the Resurrector to take his side. And he's been acting as an assassin for their party. 
Well, I must stop him, for I've decided that he is my nemesis. We should definitely stop him, but I tried to convince him to come and to join us and to see if there was any other way, but he seemed convinced that the Resurrector was the only real player in this conflict that had enough resources to defeat the Empire. And I'm going to shoot out his kneecaps. Okay, hold on, hold on, Fox. <laughs> Last time you tried to attack him, he shot you through the belly button. <laughs> I didn't find him. The arrows? That's because they were through you. Well, I'm fine. It sounds like your friend has gone through a lot of pain and is now in a state that he didn't imagine he would be. I mean, yeah, that's true. Very wise. It's... Yeah, you know, not a lot of people believe that because, you know, the voice throws it off, but, you know, I am wise, guys. Come in. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you are quite wise. The numbers see it right there. <laughs> uh, on a cool, happy note, though, he did have an epic metal wing. That was pretty legit. I'm be honest. Hey, again, we should I do something like that with your arm. I know. What? Like, where can I get a cool metal appendage? You know, right? I need the arm. <laughs> we gotta get Ari one of those. <laughs> we need an arm. Well, um, he's working for the the Resurrector, right? Correct. And he tried to convince me to join. He had some good points. You said no, right? Uh, maybe. Yeah, I said no. I couldn't say yes. The Resurrector killed my sister. I mean, I don't agree with the Empire either, but... It doesn't seem like the right course of action. Ugh, we'll just go back to the moon. And move in the celestial realm. And then that way we don't have to do with all this weird jazz stuff it's like yes mortals are quite confusing they it's just yeah everybody just come back to thunder mountain with me and we'll all vibe in the celestial temple and you'll meet my mom and then we'll all vibe together yes. i'm in i'm in i want to meet rebecca's mom yes who's with me no we can maybe, re we can reschedule maybe once we figure out all this stuff <clears throat> No, I agree with that. It's, you know, it, it was more like a rat, like just, just like, see, you're wise too. It's like we're on the same wavelength or something. Oh yeah, totally. Gail scoots a little bit farther away. <laughs> um. <laughs> um, no. So does that mean that he's out to kill us or? Like, do we need to... Rock, how big of an influence is... How big of a difference is this? Would you, what'd you say his name was? Akel. How dangerous is he to our... Our goals? Uh, see, I... In general, Akel is incredibly talented, skilled. So I guess, yeah, he could be classified as quite dangerous. But I, I don't know. He he's my best bud. I don't I don't think that he would try to attack me ever. I was worried that he might get a little violent, but I mean, 
He was disappointed, but not angry with my decision. Well, I'm glad you chose to stay on our sidewalk. I do know that with choosing a side, that may put him in a position where it may not be what he wants, but he may have to at some point fight you and he may be tasked to kill you, Rock. He would never do that. He'd let me go or something. I'll protect you, Rock. Thanks, Fox. Plus, yeah, Fox would protect me. I... And, and as soon as he sees what Astoria can do and and if, if we can maybe even a score, maybe he'd, you know, decide that it would be worth it to give another option a chance. What do you mean by even the score? I don't know, like, the Resurrectors got a lot of power, a lot of people on his side. Like if we can help Astoria to go. <laughs> From my knowledge of my previous life, I was forced to do the things that he's choosing to do now. So it might be very difficult to dissuade him of that because he's made the choice. He probably won't give up on that. When someone set their mind to do that type of work, it's very hard to dissuade them to change their ways. Not to mention maybe story and heard her story. If he didn't like her story then, what, what do you think? Why do you think he'll change his mind now? Can uh, see Rock's getting visibly upset, kind of a little angry or just just a little bit of inner turmoil. He's just gonna kind of tough and be like, "Well, let's just hope that we don't see him again then." Um. Uh, well, Rock, yeah. do you think you could kill him if it came down to it? No, I don't. I don't want to talk about it. I'm, I'm hungry, and Rock's gonna leave the hotel. Um. After Rock leaves, Gail will like as things are kind of awkwardly quiet. They'll say, "Um, this may be a little bit too soon, but I think I may know." A way for us to find our last piece, at least know where our location of one is. The uh, feather? The feather. It would be kind of hard to do, but... Uh, see, when I was an assassin, I was based out of the capital. And there were was a part of the capital that we'd go to for information and that is definitely a place that we could go to find where well who has a phoenix feather maybe where they keep it uh, it would not be free information I don't know what it mean. Um, 
Who do we know who has a phoenix feather? Or who receives phoenix feathers? Who? Well, nobles and those who find favor with the Fuhrer. That's what I've heard. Well, wouldn't that be most royalty? I know nothing of royalty. I'd assume the people that are the closest to the Fuhrer would be the ones that would be receiving them the most. That's most likely the people who are rich and powerful. Didn't we mess up our last chance to get a phoenix feather with the last rich person that we knew? Mm, That's true. Yes. Actually, quite... uh, I don't know if we quite messed it up. I think the unfortunate fact that the... uh, Young man's, or the his son was murdered. That might have played a little bit more of an effect than than we did. Um, what about your uh, your friend, Rock? Rock left to go get nuggets. Oh. No, <laughs> Rock's downstairs at like 11 o'clock with like the barmaid just like wrapping up shops like nuggets. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> didn't didn't uh, Rock say that his friend was royalty? Which friend? Uh, the one that he just met up with the, uh, the bird man there. Okay. That's one, yes. Um, I don't think he'd be willing to help us. Yeah. I mean, heck, you guys have already stolen property from the, uh, the church. What's not to say maybe... I'd never do that. I mean, they have one. <laughs> the church has one, or the rich people? Akel's family. I mean, I was going to say, I bet most of those... I would imagine that most. From what I understand, there's five houses, great houses in the the city, and most of them would have at least one, I would assume. They're the ones that have favor. And from my knowledge of sealing things, something like a phoenix feather, if it were stolen, it would be not something that would be shared about because it could bring a lot of shame to a a house to have it go out that one of their phoenix feathers was, was stolen. So that might be our best option. On the same note, though, they probably do put quite a bit of security. Yes, I would very much assume. Why can't we just ask for one? I don't think people just ask for a phoenix feather box. It's not like most things you can just ask for. They're, they're given only to people who do things that the viewer really, really likes. Well, maybe we find out how one receives a phoenix feather. Maybe we, we can talk to Grey Pell or even the Archbishop. I feel like we might be 
kind of pulling some strings with them. Like we've 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 kind of exhausted both of them of our friendship. Vivian might know. That's that's a point. Kind of the thought I had. He might be the one that would be most willing to help us, especially if we show him that basically the only thing we need left is is the Phoenix Feather. Yeah. Maybe we can make a deal. I don't know how much pull Vivian has, but if he has some type of political um, the word I'm looking for, uh, political standing, maybe we can make some sort of an agreement with the Beholder and seeing if he would be willing to help us there. As we take care of the Beholder, if he would be if there's anything else we could do in return for Phoenix Feather. Well, he did say that I was his apprentice, so maybe maybe I can do something else for him. Yeah, and he would know more, but I, I know from the sounds of it, just from what we've heard, is this is a very powerful item. I bet he would really, if he doesn't have one already, he'd really he like to. enjoy having one, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, in the morning, let us go talk to Vivian. I think that's a good idea. Rebecca? Oh, Rock's not here. Oh. Should we go check on Rock? Um, <sighs> it might be good to give him some space. I think we asked some hard questions he wasn't really ready for. I agree. I'm ready to leave. Cabin fever is approaching upon me. We're about to go to bed. Well, I will sleep in the hallway. <laughs> <laughs> that way we can wait for Rock and I can get some fresh air. Good night, Rebecca. Hi. Good night, Lua. Good night. Good night, Gail. Good night, Ari. You almost forget my name. Good night. I just no? thought you were saying your name extra special. Good night, Gail. Oh, oh good. <laughs> no, I didn't forget it. I want inside check that. <laughs> Make an inside check. Do you are do you need to roll? <laughs> okay. Um What'd you get? Uh yeah, seventeen. 17. Oh, I got fifteen. Okay. Yeah. Alright. I without another thought. Good night, box. And then Turn to my pigeons. Good night, Tax. And then I turn over and go to bed. And I'll go nice. to bed. Alright. As the party it winds down for the night, goes to sleep. Box gets his uh, nuggets, uh, returns to the bedroom, falls asleep. And you guys wake up. Um, it's a new day. Brand new day. Everyone slept pretty well. I don't think anyone had any nightmares this night around. Okay. Um, you guys are good to start your day and do what needs to be done. Alright. I have a stomachache. Why? I don't know. Bad late night choices. Were your uh, 
what was it? Midnight Nuggies? Yeah. Not a good one? McDragon's definitely not a midnight meal. Interesting. Is it, uh, the, uh... I'm trying to think of a play on word for Toggle Bell. <laughs> <laughs> oh! We're going to Vivian's this morning! Come on, come on, come on, Taco everyone Bell, up! Come on! <laughs> is, it, is, it, is it more of the... The Ticho Balaje effect at the very end <laughs> after a couple of hours. I guess we'll find out. <laughs> Come on, guys, hurry up! I'm all ready to go. Come on, Lux. It's like five o'clock in the morning. So, remind me not to meditate on the floor again yeah. without like a mat or something. We need to do our stretches. All right, everyone, that's it. Let's get up. Rex gonna start doing his morning yoga. Gail will join in this morning. Okay, but I'll join in too, but we have to go real quick, okay? That's not the way yoga works, Fox. Ari's going down for breakfast. Nice. And Lula is going and getting ready for it. <laughs> and she's dragging Gail oh, what? with her. Because she knows that Gail has to use some of her makeup, and she's not pulling it out twice. Oh, I remember that part. Yeah, I got halfway <laughs> to my makeup. Like a disguise kit, disguise kit, or like I'm not gonna put on foundation. <laughs> um, I would like to put my disguise kit on, or use the disguise kit to change my appearance. All right, wise decision, actually. What uh, what are you looking like today, then, Gail? I'm going to um, change from my farmer's outfit to the the clothes that I picked up a while back, but I'm going to neatly press them and kind of clean them up so that way I look a little bit more like nice. And I'm, I'm going to kind of like grease my hair back where it's usually just like curly and Kind of falling back, I'll kind of grease it back and make myself look a little bit more like common person for the 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 capital. And with my little bit of a bowler hat, I I will take a little bit of makeup and make my like stubble look a little bit darker, so I maybe look a little bit older than what I actually am. Nice, nice disguise, Gail. Um. I'm trying to think. You're uh, you're pretty. Was that one of the things you were good at? Disguising yourself. Yeah, I I'm proficient in disguise kits. Yeah. Okay. Then you're you're good. You're nice and well disguised. All right. Uh, anything else that you guys are doing in the morning? I think we're gonna head out. Um, updating my sheet. Oh yeah, I get my health back, huh? Alright, also updating my sheet. Alright. As you guys are updating your sheet, you guys head out in the morning to Vivian's. Woohoo! Bright and early. Uh, you work your way to the uh, the center of the heart of Petonia again, back to Vivian's shop. It takes you guys about, uh, let's see, it's one distance, so about an hour there. Um, as you are traveling, what are your guys' passive perceptions? 16. 
So you guys are just heading and walking. Anything you're doing before you get to Vivian's shop, or we're jumping straight into Vivian's shop? Gail? I'm Gail. <laughs> Sorry, just having my little... Too early in the morning. Gail? <laughs> I've given myself a little pep talk, guys. Sorry. Um, Gail, you got this today. Remember, try to be kinder to people. and Like, actually talk. It's okay. These people enjoy your company. Okay. Give girl chances. Yeah. Are <laughs> 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 reading his thoughts? <laughs> As you guys get to the main shop, uh, I'm assuming box is the one that opens the door because that seems like a box thing to do. Yep. As you open the door inside the shop, I need you to make a dexterity save. All of us or just box? Just box. Um, dexterity save, that's going to be a 23, I think. Yeah, I, it was pretty high. I didn't make it. But uh, you watch as you dodge your head as like a magic like flying book like flies right past your head, like outside, sort of spins in a circle and like comes back inside the shop. Um, as you enter the shop, you just see there are so many different things like flying around, like books that like fly open up for a little bit then like close and fly off to another shelf as Vivian is sort of floating in the middle of the room with these books flying around him as he's like reading pages and stuff like that hey 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 Vivian you watch his, his eyes sort of like opens a little bit as his eye has been closed this during this time and he's like ah Vox it's good to see you you and your friends today yeah we 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 have a question for you of course, of course. How can I help you all today? Uh, I feel rude barging in. Do you need to finish something up before? I don't know how this works. No worries, I can get back to this. At this, he sort of like claps his hands together and all the books like fly back to bookcases on top of desks as he like levitates himself back down into the center of the room. I can get back to my studying later. But, what can I do for you all today? Lou is going to make a perception check to see if there's anybody else in the store. Ah, nice. Make that perception check. Thirteen. Um, as you look around to see if there's anyone else in the store, um, the store looks pretty... Every time you walk into the store, it looks different, as the magical items are constantly moving around the whole store. You're not, you're not able to see if there's anyone else in the store this early in the morning. Good. Interesting. Well, sh sh should I ask him? If you wanted to. Okay, so what do you know about a phoenix feather? Ah, a phoenix feather. That right there is a very, very powerful, powerful and magical item. They say that phoenix feathers when you imbue the magical power inside different elements, properties, metals, etc., that it gives it almost like a very potent sparkle to it. Um, a good analogy would be like waxing your car after a car wash. Oh, it's a car. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, waxing your carriage after a carriage wash. 
Do you have one? Do I have a Phoenix Feather? No. That's, well, technically yes, but no. I don't have any for sale. Well, could we borrow it? Why do you need to borrow my Phoenix Feather? Well, so you know that, that spell that you're going to help us out with? Yes, after you guys take out that nasty creature down below. Yeah, yeah, so um, that's the last ingredient that we need. I don't know if it consumes the phoenix feather or not, but... It... Ah, I see. So the magical item you're creating, if it requires a phoenix feather, it must be very strong and powerful. Well, don't you know? You know all the ingredients that we're using. That is true. Don't yeah, you know but... what kind of spell it is? Yes. Yes. Um, but yes, that spell will consume the Phoenix Feather. That's not quite as easy. Would it be easy for you to get another one? Not as easy as it once might have been in life. See, Phoenix Feathers, my, uh, my relationship with the Empire wasn't what it used to be. Uh, my brother was sort of my connection to getting Phoenix Feathers, but he's dead. Oops. Oh, yeah! <laughs> Rock is just going to kind of like back off a little bit and like fold his arms and kind of look busy looking at anything else. Nice. Um, that is true. We were wondering, since most people, if you ask such questions, automatically get very questioning what you're trying to do. And you say, hey, I need to get a phoenix feather. They're like, why do you need to get a phoenix feather? And so we were um, wondering maybe if you knew somebody that had a phoenix feather or maybe a way that we could get another one for this spell hmm. so from my perspective and what Vivian knows i don't know that many people that have phoenix feathers so the rumors and the ones that are shown on display are mainly the the royal houses the five royal houses by getting one of them to like, give you a phoenix feather would be like trying to convince one of them to give you their birthright or their most valuable things. And I don't think a bowl of porridge would be able to convince them of that. Um, Are you saying we'll have to steal it? Stealing? I didn't say that, but that is one way you could steal from a nobility. Uh, getting a phoenix feather from the emperor himself is pretty difficult. You'd have to accomplish a, a great and amazing task like saving the empire or saving the capital or doing something of grandeur. So, we were accredited to saving the capital from the Balrog. Oh? That at least grant us maybe an audience. I can't With say. Can't say for sure. 
But um, I would say that's not a bad place to start. I have a question for you, Kyle. Yes. Um, are there other magic ingredients similar to a phoenix feather, um, like, you know, as magical or as potent possibly where I'm from? I don't know if there would be phoenix feathers, but is there anything similar or like unto? Because where you are from, specifically, I'm going to say yes, but I don't know if Vox would know that. While Vox does have a pretty firm understanding of magical items, I also I don't think Vox necessarily understands, like, the deep inner workings of how to make an item magical. So I don't know if you would under know that. You've been searched, dude. Yeah. Okay. What was that? I said two bed Sarek did. Yeah, if Sarek, if Sarek would know that information, yeah. Too bad Akel is on the other side because he could probably just ask Daddy for one. Realistic. Daddy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was the whole thing. Realistically, asking Akel to get you a Phoenix feather is not the worst idea either. But, yeah. anyways, that's uh, sort of what Vivian says. Uh, Vivian would actually continue to be like, but uh, I do understand that getting one of these Phoenix Feathers are hard and difficult. I would be willing to, uh, one option, to make a trade for mine. What's the trade? Quite simple. Not much at all. Um, a life debt. A what? A life? A life debt. Yeah, boss. To... From whom? No one in particular, yeah. Um, this would be something that I'd call in favor of you later in life. Just like a favor that I'd ask. A What's life that? blood? Wait, what? A life debt. A life a debt. Life. What... What are the parameters of this life debt? Um, I... In short, taking care of this magical shop by myself is such a hassle that I used to have an internal spirit that used to watch over the shop for me and assist. Sadly, the spirit eventually ceased to exist after enough rage and anger at staying in the mortal realm caused it to leave. But that's one off. That is what the type of caliber of item you would need to provide to me for me to trade my Phoenix Feather over. Well, well, um, after, after we do this spell and after we help Astoria and help her with her thing, then I, I, I'd do that. You would give up your life to me, Vox? You see a little smile come across his face. Uh-huh, I'd give up my life. Interesting. What, what would that entail? Would that entail just servitude? Would you ask them to die? Or would it be when they died, 
the spirit would come and work for you. Yeah, Vox, oh. always read the fine print. Vox, is, Vox, your friend, companion, is already dead, so it's a bit more complicated than that. Oh, He doesn't know that, does okay. he? Yeah, remember that one shot that we had, McKay? Right, but he doesn't know that I'm... Does he know that I'm dead? That's... Yeah. That's sort of the consensus he got. Okay. When you don't have a soul attached. He's a... Wait, Vox doesn't have a soul? Because he's How dead. did you know? Because you didn't have a soul, Vox. I did some research and reading, of course, to verify, but just the... Other symptoms seems like you are not technically alive. Um, Wait, so I don't have a soul? Yes. That's... But, so for you specifically, Vox, pretty much I would just cast an incantation on you, a ritual of sorts, um, and it would just uh, bind you to me. My servant. So a slave. Slave, servant, depending on what type of language you read, they read the exact same way across the board. Well, I don't know if I want to be a servant. I thought I was being tricky a little bit. I'm sorry. No, that's fair. That's fair. But that is all I can offer. How, how, how would it work if with somebody with a soul? The big issue behind it is what happens is pretty much I need some sort of device that can separate the soul from the body. And then I need the body without a soul to be a willing body to do the ritual. So Vox is actually a perfect, perfect specimen for the situation. But that's that's why it's tricky to get a life debt to find someone that a, you can separate the soul from the body, and B, is both willing to be a servant in perpetuity at the time of the ritual. When would you ask for this ritual to be had? Would, would it be now or...? Probably within after, maybe in a couple months, I'll ask you to pay up. That's pretty quick. Fast turnaround. And if not, then I would have to kill you all. Well. Wait, what? I guess we don't really have a chance. Otherwise, then. Well, I don't like stealing it. But I don't mm -hmm. want any of us to give away our souls. Rock, do you think you could get in contact with your friend? Yeah, he didn't exactly leave me his contact information. He could be anywhere. Well, but you, you met him somewhere, right? Yeah. Could you go back there? Yeah. I guess. It's just, uh, hey, I kind of oh, made some enemies in that part hey, of town. Hey, hey, Olivian? Yes. You're pretty smart and well-knowledged. Mm -hmm. Do you know of a spell or something that can locate a person? Yes. Works best if I have some sort of item or piece of hair or something like that from them. Rock still have his bow? 
Rock, hmm? you have his bow. Yeah, I do. Could could we use that to to find a person? That should work. Yes, that would work. All right. Well, here. Would you be willing to do that for us, maybe? I do run a business here. Well, so, but remember how remember how I'm your uh, assistant, and I'm gonna help you get ingredients. Yeah, can we get an employee discount? <laughs> <laughs> an employee discount I'll make you a deal Why I do trust that you will get rid of that beholder eventually once you get rid of the beholder I will help you locate your friend well it sounds like we have to take care of the beholder before we can I mean uh... We could do that whenever we wanted to. Yeah. We just need to make sure we What's... get the Phoenix Feather at some point. Or should we do we that? Have, how many days do we have left? We have four? I think now three. we have three. Three, three, three days. days. Three days. Got me close. All right. Let's take care of this building. Yeah, let's go take, let's, let us, let's go buy potions of okay. health, of healing. Yes. And, uh. Maybe upgrade our weapons. Vivian, what can you tell us about the Beholder that we'll want to know? Ah, uh, I I already read the story about it, so I feel like I know a lot about them. But maybe maybe you could tell us some more. Um, Beholders, powerful, powerful creatures, pains in my rear end. If I'm being frank, would you like to know everything about the Beholder, or just a couple tidbits and pieces? Everything. I mean, yeah, yeah, every, everything, yeah. Um, that would be very, <laughs> that'd be very useful. Right, give us some get an arm before we If go. we have time for everything, I'll sit here and listen to everything. Alright, I'll do a quick high level real fast. Once I get to page 28. So beholders. How many hit points? <laughs> <laughs> Um, On a scale from 1 to 200 and something. No. More. No, I'm just kidding. So, Beholders. They're sphere. What a Beholder is, it's the sphere. Spheric. Sphere? Sphere. Spheroid. Spherical. There we go. It has a spheroid body with one massive eye in the middle of it and a gigantic mouth. There are also tentacle type things that have other eyes on it. Those are to be um, the most scary thing. Those tentacles with the eyes on it allow the beholder to use different different abilities. Um, so we should uh, do our best to sever the tentacles quickly. You could try to, to sever them to try and get rid of the eyes. There's about ten of them, uh, but pretty much each of those eyes shoot out a different type of ray, ranging from some very light things like paralyzing and slowing you down and putting you to sleep to scary things like an automatic disintegration or death rate. Um, so they're sort of intense. What I think makes the Beholder the most uh, terrifying, uh, especially the situation that I put you guys in, is it has bred a little bit. Uh, or a better way to put it as summit. A couple other things down there. Um, and it sort of began, uh, I, well, I do try to keep tabs on it. It sort of uh, built itself a nice little lair. 
um, because beholders can levitate, um, the ground necessarily isn't flat that they're on. It's more of like this cylinder column that goes up with like different platforms and it raises from platforms. And so just be, uh, just be aware of that. Um, so pa pause real quick. So you, you know what the area looks like, right? Yes. Can you show us an image of it? An image of it? So I don't know if I can show you an image of it. I just have, usually my uh, familiar that I have with me goes down there and gives me just reports. Oh, can't do like it. You don't have anything that can show Not on or something of it? Nah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, then continue on. Yes. Um, so within this layer, the beholder also, just to be uh, aware, it sort of spats out some slime and like sticky substances that, if you're not careful, can get you trapped. Almost like a spider trapping a fly. So sticky stuff. You yes, but sticks. but that is a uh, that sort of sums up the beholder in general. Sort of a high level. Well, is there anything that works really well against it? Like, like it, let's say, let's say there was maybe maybe six or seven people that were to maybe fight fight a beholder. What what, what would be the most effective thing against it? Maybe. Hmm. Make a uh, persuasion check. Box. I'm the wrong person. Make a persuasion check. I'm su surprised he doesn't want to tell us these things. Like, yeah, yeah I think he wants want help. Out. Uh, Maybe Vox is being so weird that he dissuades him from. Someone else needs to do it then. Don't let Vox do all the talking. Dang it, I rolled so well and I still have to add negative one. 16. 16. Ah, Vox. For your party to take on the Beholder, what I would recommend is it doesn't necessarily have any weaknesses, like different magic items or things like that. I would just make sure your party A, understands the rules of moving between elevation and what that does to your player movement. Um, player movement? And B... Don't underestimate the beholder. Rock is going to interject and be like, can you tell me more about what elevation means? So what, what the beholder does is it sort of carves out this cavern, but it's not like a flat cave. It's very vertical, like a vertical shaft with different things you can stand on. Um, since it can fly at about maybe a, a half of 50 feet, a second like it's pretty slow but it hovers up pretty high and can hide up above you and then oh, poke its head out and shoot you um i do know that sometimes it pokes its head out and tries to pull you off the cliff and have you fall down to the bottom Ew, dude this thing's creepy as heck yes i saw a picture of it <gasps> we have a mini we should pull the mini out of the eye of the mm -hmm. um this will be a difficult fight are they intelligent or are they just kind of bestial? Uh, very intelligent. 
creatures. Not just intelligent as me, of course, but still decently intelligent. Um, well, do any of you speak under common? Uncommon. No. Sometimes no, Rebecca but, says some really uncommon things. But but maybe my my maybe I can in the if you give me a few hours. Can he do that? Can my character do that? No, elves can though. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Elves, elves can. can. Yeah, yeah, a little book, dude. A wizard. Uh, yes. Um, oh, oh yeah. A big thing to be aware of. Um. For those that rely heavily on magic, uh, one of the Beholder's main abilities that it gets away with is it can perspell an anti-magic cone out. Getting oh, stuck yeah, in this cone yeah. allows you not to use your magic. Well, I'm dead. Just don't get stuck in the cone. How long does it render you magicless? As long as you're in the cone. So once you're out of the cone, you have your magic back on. Yes. Does its magic work in the cone as well? In Kyle's campaign, and for the and for the sake of Kyle's sanity and trying to run this, yes. Oh. Boo. Wow! 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 I'm not running like. Technically, in the, the monster manual, like it will shut off its own eyes, but like then you have to have like each eye placed in a certain location. And I'm like, eh, nah, you guys are just gonna suffer more. I think it just if they're in the anti magic field, they can't get targeted by the other eyes. That'd be how you'd run it, but you can so, run it however you so, want, Kyle. Yeah, well, what happens is well, we'll go into the details later, but yes, it can use magic inside of its anti magic code. <laughs> For this campaign in this situation. Um, <sighs> well, do you do you know of a good magic shop where we can get some some items to help us? I have many magical items, though I do charge. Yep. But you said you don't take gold. That is true. I don't. Um. While it's. Depending on what you're looking for, potions, there's a couple potion shops around town. Maybe you can find a, a smithed-up weapon of sorts with a stronger blade and a stronger steel. It might be wise to bring other companions down there with you to help with your battle. Whatever it might be. How about an arm? After your, your fight, Ari. I think that's what we agreed on. Ari just does so little damage with one arm. You could get a long sword. Oh my! <laughs> but a long sword isn't that a two-handed weapon? No, it's uh, versatile. <laughs> I think it does one d six. I have a long sword. That's what I've been using. Oh well, still so little damage. Oh, I can thanks. do two d eight. Thanks, Rivian. If yeah. I hit, Maybe. all right. You'll probably see us back here again then. All right. And you still said that you're gonna fix my cloak, right? Yeah, but that's that's way down the road, Fox. 
but yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And dear friend Crown, right? Right. Wink, wink. Yeah, yeah. Yes, I believe that was uh, another reward for beating the boulder. Thank you. Wait, wait, wait! I didn't ask for anything special. Can I have something special? No, the crown was the gift. What? My magical gift. Oh, I see. Well, goodbye, Vivian. Awesome. Oh, oh, Vivian, wait, 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 Vivian! Does it sleep? I don't know. If the beholder sleeps or not. Since it's a an aberration of sorts, I'd assume that it does, but I don't know. Okay, thank you. All right. And with that, you all leave Vivian's shop with a little bit more information about the upcoming Beholder-esque fight. And with that, after learning a little bit more and Vox returning, we are going to call it for this session. Also, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, Dungeon. 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 Special thanks to all of our listeners and supporters on Patreon. The ambient music was produced and created by Michael Gelfi. Intro and outro was produced and created by William Heaton. You can check out our website at www.thedungeonhouse.com. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook at The Dungeon House. Rock also almost got murdered by some kids, but that's that's seems like the norm for Rock, honestly. The party then heads to Vivian to learn about the Beholder, and it's going to be interesting if they'll survive this fight. Let's see what happens to them next time on The Dungeon House.